Hello everyone, this is Emma and welcome to my channel podcast. Today we are going to talk about World War I, also called the Great War. I'm sure you all know the big lines of World War I. This was the first war that involved the entire world. It was a war that has profoundly changed the world and which had also impacted people in their flesh, their heart and their mind. As we all know, soldiers were the key players of the war. They fell directly on the battlefield. They were the shield between the bullets and the population. They were the hope of the country. But were they the only key actors of the war? Of course not. I'm sure you all have ever heard of the resistance, defining by the action of resisting, opposing, or withstanding. In other words, a group of people who felt resisted for their country, their compatriots, their freedom and rights. The word resistance is usually associated with World War II. Everyone can cite at least one famous resistance fighter of World War II. For example, Jean Moulin, who died executed. But can anyone tell me one resistance member of World War I? Honestly, I couldn't name one before doing some researches for this podcast. So the real question is why? To put it simply, the main reason is that not a lot of territories were occupied during World War I, contrary to World War II. Because the country was occupied, acts of resistance were numerous. But during World War I, only the northeast of France and Belgium was occupied. Acts of, of resistance were therefore much less numerous. But resistance is still an important and interesting topic of World War I, and especially when you want to study the role of women in the war. They are often the forgotten heroes of the 20th century's two world wars. Unable to fight directly, they were left to mind the home fires, going about their daily lives or involved in auxiliary work. But it was a position at home that made them best placed to resist and sabotage enemy actions. Women were able to do many of the things men could not. They collected and passed on information as well as they went about their ordinary lives, largely invisible. Some of these women trained to infiltrate society to spy and resist the enemy. Others took up the challenge by accident or from a strong desire to do their bite. During this podcast, we are going to focus on one woman in particular. Honestly, the difficult part was to choose only one woman to talk about, because so many women distinguished themselves with their amazing acts. Women who saved so many lives and sometimes at the cost of their own life. But the woman we are going to talk about is a French young lady named Louise de Bettinies, also known as the Jane Dark of the North. Louise de Bettinies was born on 15 July 1880 at saint amand in the north of France, into a noble and Catholic family, but penniless. Nothing, however, predestinated this girl to such a heroic fate as becoming the first World War spy. Despite her family modest condition, she studied in England and became polyglot. She was French in English, Italian and German and could get by in Russian, Czech or Spanish. She became a housekeeper to English and German families, learning the languages and discovering Europe in the process. And when the war broke out, she distinguished herself as a nurse. Louise de Bettinies is quickly spotted by the British intelligence services. Her language skills are in demand and she demonstrates unwavering patriotism. So in February 1915, during a visit to Saint-Omer, Louise was contacted by a French officer who suggested that she might serve her country as an intelligence agent. Soon afterwards, this proposition was put forward once more. This time, however, by Major Kirk of the British Intelligence Service. 
She then trained as a spy in England and took the pseudonym Alice Dubois. After her training, she was soon located in the Lille sector. Under the guidance of the Duke of Cherost, she began, she began to operate the intelligence network known as Alice, or Rainbow. Traveling through Belgium and the Netherlands, Louis passed on information to Great Britain. From the spring of 1915, she was assisted in her duties by Marie-Leonine Van Hout, alias Charlotte Lameron. Miss Van Hout had worked on the installation of ambulances since August 1914 and was therefore able to travel quite freely around the German-occupied territory. She used her trips to pass on news to families of soldiers and deliver mail. She also kept the British military updated with information on German troop movements and strategic locations. This intelligence network consisted of between 80 and 100 people. The extension and organization of this kind of network was done according to the needs. For example, voting crossing, accommodation, observation in particular of the trains and the movement of troops and material, but so of the passage of mail. One of the last messages transmitted referred to the possibility of a massive German attack near Verdun scheduled for early 1916. The Alice network was so effective that it has been estimated that over 1,000 British lives were saved during its period of operation. As could be expected, German intelligence worked over time to try and destroy the Alice network and on 21st September 1915, Marie-Léonie Van Hout was arrested in Brussels and forced to identify Louise from photographs. Louise herself was arrested while crossing the Franco-German border. Incarcerated in St. Giles prison, Louise was in March 1916 sentenced to death for espionage, but after the wave of condemnation sparked by the execution of British nurse Edith Calvell and Belgian resistance fighter Gabrielle Petit, her sentence was finally commuted to life imprisonment in Silkborg near Cologne. In 1917, she was placed in solitary confinement for refusing to produce arms for the German military and for inciting other inmates to riot. She was dying when she came out. Do nothing against your country, nothing against your conscience, nothing against honor, said Louis, as reported in the Paris Soir newspaper in the 1940s by one of her fellow prisoners. Louise de Bettinis finally succumbs on September 27, 1918, due to complications that arose during an operation on a pleural abscess. She was first buried in Cologne, but her body was repatriated on 20. 1st February 1920, and she was reburied in her hometown. During the interwar period, Louise became a real symbol. On, seven, on 16 March 1920, a tribute was arranged in Lille, where Louise was awarded the Legion d'honneur, Croix de Guerre avec Pan, the British Military Medal, and the OBE. And this was rare that such recognition was made for someone who wasn't shot by the enemy. Yet, a hundred years later, the name of Louis de Bettinis has gradually faded from collective memory. To make up for this oversight, a commemoration for the centenary of her disappearance took place in Lille in 2018. And the Russell Center, in her birthplace dedicated to the emancipation of women, should also open in the incoming year in her hometown. As you can tell, Louise de Bettinis is an important figure of World War I history, even though her name is becoming more and more forgotten. During a few short months in 1915, this incredible woman set up one of the most effective information gathering networks across occupied northern France and Belgium. 
Her actions have inspired other women during World War II to throw themselves into the resistance and to fight for their rights and freedom. Louise de Bettigny's as numerous women changed the course of events of World War I and has impacted and inspired her generations and the future ones. And I'm going to leave you on this wise words of the writer Maya Angelou, who said, A wise woman wishes to be no one's enemy. A wise woman refuses to be anyone's victim. Have a good day.